welcome back to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 33 for the week of December 8, 2008. And this is Adam, of course. This week, Doug's not with me, but I have a special guest that will be appearing later on the show. So just to keep you in suspense. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, the little quaint town of, of the village of Granville, uh, Ohio. We've done a show on Granville. Doug and I did uh, some audio of us going around some restaurants earlier. Uh, you can check those out earlier on our shows. Um, but also, this this is about Christmas and just the festival holiday and how Granville celebrates it. Uh, it kind of goes along with our podcast from last week where we did uh, in Newark. And Newark is very close to Granville, and so the two kind of go together. As always, you can contact us through our voicemail at 641-715-3900, extension 53056. We are on Twitter. You can follow us there. We're on Flickr, which is a photo where you can get our photos. We have high-res ones you can download. This week especially is important because I don't have any video. We do have photos available of the stuff that we're going to be talking about. I definitely recommend you check us out there and download them. You can also join Flickr and join our group and submit photos within our group, which is, of course, called These Amazing Places. And also, you can email us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Or just check out our website, theseamazingplaces.com, and click on the contact page. And there's information on all these things on our website, including a link to iTunes. All right, stick with us. All right, welcome back. And so, if the suspense hasn't killed you yet, if I could hear a drum roll, the special guest... Oh, there it is. The special guest on... The show today is Joy to the World. No, uh, it's it's my wife, Jamie. Jamie. Hey, welcome. Hey, thank you. <laughs> you don't listen to the show, but, <laughs> but you will. I was like, well, she went with me on this little Granville Christmas tour, and of course, it was fun for us. And. So here you are. You volunteered to be on the show. Doug's going to listen to this. He's really like, what the heck? Because I just told Doug I'd just throw together this something This is what happens quick. when Doug is away. <laughs> so hopefully you enjoy it. Um, Jamie doesn't have an email account yet, but uh, if you email us and you really want to email her directly, you can send it to uh, or through our website, through the contact page. But Anyway... All right, so let's move on to our first point. We basically spent a Saturday afternoon um, in Granville just kind of hanging out. And one of the first places we wanted to stop was the Soup Loft, which if you listen to our prior podcast, it's above Wits Custard Ice Cream. Frozen Custard. Frozen Custard. And um, we've talked about Wits, and we were talking about the Soup Loft. And, of course, this is the season for soup. And soup is very good when you're freezing and you need something warm. And it was just going there, I guess, was really neat because we, I don't know, we, it was our first time trying it. And we'd been to it several times, but never actually had the opportunity to go to the soup loft. And basically it's upstairs um, of an ice cream place and it's a, a kitchen um you see the kitchen, it's open, and then there's seating and things like that. But it just was really uh, nice and um, really relaxing. And uh, I don't know, just the whole atmosphere, I think, was really was nice. And it felt toasty and warm. And Yeah, so it, was it was sure warm up. It was. <laughs> it was good. The, the temperature was cranked up 
and we were bundled up because we were planning on walking outside. Um, and this was the weekend of the candlelight tour in Granville, which is, uh, we'll explain more about that, but we're talking about the soup lap now. Um, but anyway, it was warm up there. So if you're going to go and hang out long period of time, expect to be warm. Um, well, and having warm soup too. <laughs> exactly. So if you are cold, then maybe it was going to be a good place to warm up, but. Let's go into the talk about the menu here, Jamie. Um, what just just read through the they have different salads, soups, and stuff. What are the salads? Uh, the, their salads are house, uh, the house salad, Greek homemade chicken and penne pasta, which I guess I, it's um, chicken over mixed greens, and then they have um, and that's ranging anywhere from three dollars to four fifty uh, for the salads, and they also have. Um, Many many soups, um, ranging from like if you want a cup, it's two seventy five to two ninety five depending on the soup, um, and bowls range from three seventy five to three ninety five. A super bowl, which I guess is just a larger bowl, um, is four ninety five to five twenty five, and then a quart size is eight ninety five to nine fifty. And all of their soups and salads are served with bread and um, or you can get uh, oyster crackers or something like that uh, and they have a variety of, of uh, soups um, anywhere from vegetarian chili to um, potato cheddar to uh, black bean and brown rice plenty of, um, of choices for um, you know anybody who would like any type of soup okay and when we went there I had the tomato pesto with goat cheese and you had I had the chili chili Yes. So, what did you think of the chili? I thought it was really good. Uh, very flavorful. Um, I'm not a big person on spice or on, on uh, like spiciness, I guess. And this was perfect. I just felt like it had the right amount of spice to it, and um, just the flavors were really, really good. And you know, you say that, but I did taste yours, and I love spice. And it was really it had a hint of spice enough that I liked it enough that. I could notice the spice. You know, it wasn't like bland. Right. It had flavor. It had, what did you say? It had like a I cinnamon. Think it had like cinnamon in it. That's what or I. Or cumin. Is that what it's called? Cumin? Or uh, am I thinking of something cumin. else? Yeah. But, um, and then what else was in it? It had beef, um, beans, you know, your typical chili, but it was something much better than like a Wendy's chili or like a standard, you know, this oh, is yeah. chili that you make. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just the flavors that they put in it. Maybe some basil even. I don't even know. We, uh, speaking of which, I, I will post the picture up on our Flickr. Of, oh, right, right. So that way they can at least see it. Yeah. Um, my tomato pesto with goat cheese. Did you even taste it? Mm-mm. Okay. It was superb. It was um, like the tomato, it was ground up to fine little chunks of tomatoes. So they were really small. But it was like when you ate it, it had thickness to it. It wasn't like just runny tomato soup or whatever. Um, and then the goat cheese, they they put that on when you order it. So I really, you know, I was like, he asked me if he wanted it because, I mean, I think you can order without it. But I think that added a little bit of the bitter taste of like what, you know, like a feta goat cheese kind of flavor is. But anyway, it added even more flavor to it. And then, of course, our baguette. We didn't know that you got a baguette with it, a little one. And right. so we ordered a mini one. Well, for- I just, no, mine was uh, French bread. Oh, it was French and then bread. You got okay. a baguette. Yeah, and then I got a baguette for a dollar fifty, um, which right. was a really decent size. It was probably a six inch, and it was freshly made, right? Right. From but this morning, I'm sure. 
Yeah, they were good. Yeah, it was very good. And altogether, our our bill for uh, for the meal was seven dollars and forty cents, which is incredible for the amount of food that we got, and just the whole um, atmosphere, the whole experience. I think was was really nice. I think um, the great part about it is. It was snowing outside, and we were um, upstairs so we could look out um, over the main road, and walking by was a horse and carriage with people in it, and I don't know, it just really made it feel like Christmas time, and and then eating nice warm soup, and there there was Christmas music playing. It just, it was a great, um, great experience to be eating, you know, for lunch or, you know, any time, and um, the great thing about this place is for any of you that are um, interested in recycling or caring for the earth, all of their materials that they um, they put the soup in, their bowls, their uh, quart size bowls, all of that are um, they are bio- biodegradable, and they also um, use their spoons are ones that if they're thrown into the the garbage can um, break down. So I just think that's such a neat idea for for this this company to be um, really concerned about the earth and um, how they are adding to the blueprint of the earth. So I just I just thought that was really neat. And as a whole, Granville is kind of like that anyway. I mean, not that I... You, you kind of like think about um, those little quaint towns that may... Um, they just care about things a little bit more than what you'd find out in like a major city. Um, and that's why we are covering Granville. It's one of those side... You know, if you are traveling, take a side trip and hit Granville and get some food at some places that we've been talking about, um, even if it's just for an hour. Um, speaking of the of the time, why don't you give the right. hours of when the soup loft is open it's, so people know? Yes. Um, from Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, it's open from 11 to 5. And then Fridays and Saturdays, it is open from 11 to 3. So it is not open on Sundays and Mondays. And um, I guess... You know, he he mentioned the the owner um, mentioned that he's not open at night, so just until five on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So if you you know want a meal um, for for dinner, maybe calling ahead because it does say um, Monday evening delivery available to home or office, and you just have to call um, the phone number. Which if I, can I give it to them? Okay, it's seven four zero five eight seven one two eight four, or you can email soup at yahoo.com for details or e- even the menu if you'd like um, I would encourage you to just check it out I, I think um, just for the the whole I, I don't know the idea of of getting soup it just kind of seemed like uh, I don't know back in the the olden days you know when when the meals would be delivered or things like that just it was a neat Thing. Back when you didn't have anything but like a piece of wood and some fire and <laughs> a kettle, yeah, a and kettle, that's all exactly you can right. make. That's right. You couldn't. You had to go get your buy. You know, not you couldn't go buy dinner. You had to go hunt dinner and right, right. Soup was the was the thing. But yes, that's what the Christmas feel of Granville was like. So, um, yeah, that pretty much covers the soup loft and. Um, there's also, you know what? I'm not. We're not going to talk about it now. We ate at Nona with Doug and his wife, actually. Uh, 
We'll cover that when Doug gets back on the show because I know he really enjoyed some of that food. Um, Nona it was also right on the strip in Granville. And in uh, the Soup Loft, if you didn't listen to our other podcast about Wits, is basically right on the, the main strip, Main Street, I think it is. Broadway. Broadway? Mm-hmm. Broadway. Okay. And that's where all this stuff happens. And uh, anyway, it was fun. Okay, so we're going to move on. After the Soup Loft, we had a nice... Um, relaxing time and then we we went over to a concert and basically it was put on because Jamie's a third grade teacher and one of her students as two of her students were performing in it and this basically was a concert put on by students of Denison University uh, professors and if I if I believe I'm saying this right you're probably gonna look it up right now the professors of Denison, which is the college that's in Granville, we've spoke about that before in the last podcast, give private lessons to younger kids. And this was probably the youngest kid was what, like five years old, something like that. Maybe and the oldest younger. was like maybe junior high age. But right. anyway, I was very impressed by just the quality of musicianship in some kids who were extremely young. And it was just amazing to hear that. So did you want to comment about it? Um, You're the- well, I'm, I'm trying to look. Okay, if you're still looking, that's fine. But I do want to say we have some audio, so while she's looking, let's play some audio. This is actually, it was a violin uh, ensemble, a viola, cello, and there were some flutes in there too, and then there's a piano playing with the accompaniment. Um, and this is a clip of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. So enjoy this for the Christmas spirit. Okay, hope you enjoyed that. It's a little bit of flavor of Christmas. So, uh, 
Jamie, you found that information. What was that concert we went to? And um, it's it's uh, flutist and pianist Denison University Suzuki, which is isn't that a car Suzuki? Yes, it's <laughs> a this, car. But the, okay, whatever. Uh, this is a type of method for learning how to play instruments, whether it be piano or uh, flute or violin or viola or cello, things like that. Um, and the Suzuki method is basically where um, the students learn how to play by ear instead of reading music. And this is good for the younger kids um, who really don't understand music theory yet or don't understand how to read music. They can um, hear uh, a song and be able to play it and um, one of the parents who's there uh, she said that basically the students get a CD of the song and then they just practice on their own uh, and they meet with their their teacher or their um, I guess music Private teacher instructor. right their mm-hmm. instructor and they kind of go over those but then they go home and they practice and they use the information um, that that was given to them by the, their instructor to be able to learn the song and so I think most of those songs were done that way. That's so, so do they have music? Do they have written music? Did. Some of them did, I believe. I know I saw them, but do they, when they practice and it's a part of the method, do they use music? I'm not quite sure about okay. that. Because one of, the, my f- one of the first things that I noticed about the entire thing was it was like one of the first kids we saw playing a piano, and he was pretty young. But I was very impressed by his technique and that he used the uh, dynamics and music and how it he crescendoed and decrescendoed, which is just getting louder and softer, and how it, it had a feeling to the music already, more so than when I remember my sister going through piano lessons when I was growing up. She's younger than me, but she was just playing Mary Had a Little and you know, whatever, and it was very, you know, bland, lifeless, because you're just learning to put the dots on the paper onto into musical form. And as she got older, I mean, it was fine. She started to learn those dynamics, but it it took her a lot longer to do that rather than if you lo- were to listen to, you know, like the the ba- ba- one kid played the Beethoven Moonlight Sonata, and I was right. like, and he was holy young. cow, he yeah. was a young. St- and I, I think it was all from memory and yes. everything. And it was incredible just to see I, the people around. I was watching their faces, and they're thinking, "Wow, this kid, he's he's probably like no no older than." seven years old and he's playing Moonlight Sonata and he did a fabulous job. I yeah. don't think he messed up at all. Yeah. It was incredible. And um, and it was more than just playing the notes right. I mean, like I said, it was it had feeling to it. And for right. a seven year old kid to get that, that's pretty amazing. So um all this to say I remember looking at a at the program. They do have a website, I believe it is Denison.edu slash Suzuki. Um which is spelled S U Z I, I, if I can get it. S U B. It's spelled S U Z U K I. So it. I don't know. I just thought, what a great. I mean, for me being a teacher and seeing a couple of my students there, and then appreciating the hard work that went into it, I just thought it was an incredible job um, by all of the instructors, by even the kids that were there. Um, it was a great. I thought it was a great way to kind of bring in the Christmas spirit with the Christmas songs and the things that they did. It was it was just really put together nicely, and I really enjoyed it. And when we went, the concert was at two from two to three in the afternoon, um, and then from three fifteen to four fifteen. The two to three was piano, and then three fifteen to four fifteen was uh, strings. 
So very interesting. If you are going to stop by Granville next year, you should check it out. It's only available on the first Saturday of December during the Christmas candlelight um, walking tour, which is which is what basically what this was. So unfortunately, everyone that is listening now is hearing it after the fact, but um, at least we for wanted to give year. you a feel for next year and uh, just to give you a kind of bring it home and let you listen to it. And even though you weren't there. It sort of, you know, it sort of reminds me of uh, Groundhog Day. You know how they have all those uh, Christmas festivities? That's what I said last week. (laughs) Oh, did you? (laughs) Well, I didn't listen, so. It's not Christmas. It's uh, the Groundhog Day festivities in February. Oh, okay. Well, yes. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Like, they're they're playing the polka and they're dancing around and and everybody's like. But it was just so, I don't, this whole thing, we've never been, been there before, but I mean, just all of the different venues that they have going on and different activities. Um, there were things going on from 1 o'clock all the way to 9 o'clock, and we didn't stay that late. But um, when it starts to get dark, they, they light candles all along the main um, stretch of the road, all along North Broadway. And I can only imagine what that would look like just with the snow falling and the the candles. And so I, I don't know. I, I just thought it was such a neat idea. And um, I mean, what a, what a great way to... To just feel like Christmas time and vacation and nice warm fuzzies. Yes, for sure. So let's give them some more details because we do have more events to cover in this. So after the musical concert, we just went back out and started to walk again. Um, uh, And then we saw this tent and we have pictures of it. And a guy was making kettle corn. Right. He had this big, giant vat. And in it was was the uh, corn kernels, the popcorn kernels, and um, oil. And, in fact, we were standing there while they started to pop, and it was they were just going all over the place, just mm-hmm. popping, and some popping right out at him. And so, he, But he had this big metal spoon. He was stirring it, and it was very interesting to watch him. And we actually have some audio of that I'm going to play now. And in the background, you'll also note, I think it was some high school group singing Christmas right, carols right. to like a CD or something. But it was very interesting. You have the... You hear the kettle corn popping, and then you hear the Christmas. So uh, why don't you listen to that for a second? Unfortunately, we were full at that point, so we didn't really 
try any, but I believe it was, was it $6 for the smaller bag? Right. And, and 10, 10 for 10 the bigger. For the big, yes. And it was, I don't know how big was the smaller. It was still pretty big. I don't, I don't quite know. Maybe like a gallon, like a gallon size of popcorn for the $6. And or then twice that, right? Twice that for the ten dollar, I believe. It could be, yeah. I mean, uh, and you know, it, it would have been nice to to buy it just to taste it, but I'm sure it would be incredible, being homemade. And man, we should have got some. I know. Now I wonder if we back, can go back. I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was kind of a fun little uh, thing. And what happened is there were little these little tents set up. Um, there were a couple of people selling cookies and. Uh, pretzels with chocolate on them and different things and of course it was a very cold day uh in the midwest in ohio uh, i think the temperature high was like 19 degrees so kind of cold but the coolest thing also was that it was snowing all day so it's kind of a fun little festive uh, atmosphere along with the normal usual christmas activities um after that we walked on down and walked in front of um, what's it called? The Granville Inn. Mm-hmm. And then across from the Granville is the Buxton Inn. Right. We spoke about those on the Granville podcast. But in front of the Granville Inn, they were doing ice carving. And it wasn't quite in front of the Granville Inn. It was to the side of it. I, what, oh. I don't know the building next oh, yeah, to it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm thinking we walked past the Granville Inn, and then it was right there right. next to it. But it was. it's obvious the guy's out in the front yard with a, like a chainsaw thing. And he was carving some things. It was right in front of the college townhouse. Oh, okay. Which is right next door to the Grand Berlin. Yes. Well, there you go. Um, But it was interesting just to see the guy carving different things. Of course, we didn't stay long, and it was going to take him a while before he started to uh, carve some items. But He mentioned that he... He would go to... He's been to Alaska to do several Mm -hmm. ice carving things, and I guess to be involved in contests and things like that. And he said that the judges for the ice carving contest. I have that audio. Oh, right. Okay. Let's just play it for him here. Okay. Here's a little bit of clip of him. You can hear the chainsaw thing going, but then uh, somebody asked a question about how he carved this stuff. And well, let's just let you listen to it. So there it is. By that moment, we were pretty cold. And in fact, we didn't mention that we had gotten hot chocolate. We got hot chocolate at at Wits because even though they sell ice cream or frozen custard, had that. And then I got spiced cider up in the soup loft on our way over to that. Which was really nice because by that point, I mean, we had been walking most 
I mean, pretty pretty far. We would stop and take pictures, and so our fingers are are turning very chilly. And so it's nice to have something warm. It was nice to have something warm when we were watching that. And um, but yeah, it was getting very chilly. But we did you tell him what he was making? No. He was making a snowflake, wasn't he? Yes. It was like a three-dimensional snowflake mm-hmm. that he was beginning. And we didn't, like like Adam said, we did not stay the whole time. So we don't know how it actually turned out. But just to see him actually doing it was pretty I neat. bet we could go see it now. It's still oh, it cold out. It would probably out. still be there, yes. Yeah, we should right. go take a picture of it. I might do that. Look for it. Well, listen next week and see if I took a picture and put it on a flicker. But um, anyway, two other things I wanted to comment about. And unfortunately, it would have been really fun... For us to go on the uh, horse and carriage ride, I think that would have been really fun. Um, we've never gotten to do that in the. No, we haven't. It's kind of like the whole one-horse open sleigh type of. Right. Except this was on wheels. It was a carriage, not a sled. But they could have, could have well been. But anyway, it took took people up and down the street. I have a picture of that. We'll post that up. You can see that. Um, and then also the grand finale of the whole. Th- whole event even though we kind of missed it because we didn't know he was coming santa claus arrived and he came on the granville township truck and it the was fire truck. the fire truck yes sorry um and it was it was a big ladder truck um so it was a very huge thing and but the, mrs claus was there too yep. she was with him yes but they were in the top of the little lift thing and the fire truck pulled up in front of one of the shops over there and they it actually lifted up because they were in the back of it and they lifted it over and set him down right next to the crowd and they got out and I, I believe what was it free four by six photos with Santa right yes that's true so yeah, that's kind of cool that by, we didn't have by one of the photo companies that was there in town right. in Granville so. right yeah free free things being passed out and um, I don't know it just uh, what a great day what a great time to to go and it really like I, I don't think it would have been the same if it didn't snow and if it wasn't you know, cold That's true. and you know, it just if there was no snow That's on the true. ground, it wouldn't really feel a lot like Christmas. But, but that's coming from you and me, who we live in the Midwest. <laughs> that's true. Unfortunately, yeah, that's how we know Christmas. Those living in Costa Rica, California, right. Florida, or even over like in the warmer regions. Yeah, uh, right. you know, we have listeners from all over. So, I don't know if you ever get a chance. My uh, my new boss, recently a new boss, he's from. Well, my big boss. He's the president of the place I work. Anyway, he's from California, and just moving over here is a little bit of a change in terms Probably of climate for him. Probably have seen as much snow for yeah. a while. So it was just interesting to have conversations with him because, and there's another guy that is friends with him that moved into their company too, but um, he's from California, and it just, you know, it's nice in California, but now that it's snowing here and Christmas, it's, it's they love the change of the season. I mean... Of course, it's really cold for them, so right. they, they have to bundle up more. But it's just very cool to be in a Midwestern town and have this Christmas feel. If you never get a chance and you have relatives up at, around here, or if even if you just want to take a trip and uh, just chance it once or one season as a little side vacation, I really encourage you to. It, it's something that is it's like movie a Christmas movie that you would watch every year. Uh, just kind of gets you in the tradition, the hanging up lights and just seeing the snow and right. drinking hot chocolate, having warm soup, whatever. And and this tour, the walking tour, was really neat because it catered to the kids as well. And we don't have any kids of our own uh, yet, but 
it's nice though because there was free face painting and there was cookie decorating for kids and there were uh, things that the kids could do that would be entertaining for them. So it's not like they're just being, um, you know, out in the cold with nothing to do. And there, you know, there were plenty of things to do for uh, teenagers and adults. I mean, really, any anybody of all ages would benefit from this walking tour. I think. Would enjoy it at least. Oh yeah, for sure. And even Doug and his son, who's in a wheelchair, definitely could have it was just down the sidewalk, very easily accessible. So, right. Okay, well, that's the end of this week's show. Thanks yeah. for thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for letting me. Had kind of fun. <laughs> You're the, well, really. You yeah. want to you want to start listening to the shows now? Oh, <laughs> time. If you have time, <laughs> you can listen because we recorded in our house. I know. <laughs> Well, anyway, thanks for listening. Tell somebody about our show if you like it. Do some reviews on iTunes. And something huge that we are working on. I will wait for Doug to come back. Um, Ideally, we want to put together a fundraiser for to send a family to Disney for free. I mean, we'll pay for their trip. Um, More details will come to that. If you really want to donate to that and just that idea sparks your interest, email us. Let us know what you think. Um, for right now, we have a donate button on our website ready to go if you want to donate any money to that. From now on, any money we get through the donate button is going directly into that fund. So we will speak more to that later. Until then, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas, good holidays, and take some vacations with you on our podcast. All right, thanks. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com. Doesn't it sort of feel like um, those Christmas movies where the movie takes place in a small town and it's just like, there's always Christmas activities and things like that? Mm-hmm.